broadcasting from thepilatespodcast.com. This is December 11th, 2005, and you're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hi, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. I'm a third-generation Pilates teacher, and I own a Pilates studio in Fort Collins, Colorado. I've been teaching Pilates for about three years, and in that time, I've noticed a need for a show beyond the movement. This podcast has two areas of focus. One area of focus is geared towards the students of the Pilates method, and the second area of focus is the teaching of the Pilates method. Although it sounds like the students and teachers are on two opposite ends of the spectrum, what you'll find is that the teacher will learn from the discussion geared towards the students, and the students will learn from the discussions geared towards the teachers. We're going to start the show with a success story from a student of Pilates that we took from our forum. I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce the podcast producer and webmaster, John Miller. Hi, John. How are you doing today? Doing well, Heidi. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. Really excited to be here. Really excited about the show. Excited to be in our second episode. The first episode was always a milestone. Uh, I'm the one in charge of the website and putting the form together. And we've uh, already got some listeners from all over the world. It's pretty exciting. We've checked the stats on the website. We have listeners from Greece, from Finland, from where else? Um, Portugal. Portugal. Singapore. Sing- a lot of listeners from Singapore, which is uh, pretty interesting. Pretty excited about that. But uh, uh, we did get a posting on the forum just a few days after the show started. And that was the first post in the success stories forum. Yes. And that was from a, a registered nurse named Janet in California. Janet, we're really excited that you posted in the forum. Thank you so much. Uh, let me just read a little bit about what uh, what Janet's post was about. Uh, Janet is a registered nurse in, in an orthopedic hospital where they do a lot of spine cases. And she had joined a gym because uh, she had been suffering from sciatica and hadn't really found uh, much of a way to to deal with that. Uh, one night she took a Pilates class and, and she really... It really helped with her sciatica, and she she left feeling great. She said that after only a few sessions, she felt energized like she hadn't in years, and she still struggles with a few exercises, uh, but she feels that all in all she can do it, and she feels a million times stronger and healthier than she did six months months ago. In fact, she writes here, I feel agile as a cat. So thank you so much for posting, Janet. Really want to encourage people to uh, post on the forum. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. And I'm going to hand it back over to Heidi. Thank you, John. And thank you, Janet, for sharing your story. And this brings us to um, the success stories in general and one uh, aspect of how Pilates method is changing lives. It's, It's getting people out of pain. And that in itself is is success. That in itself is huge. When we're in pain, we are limited to what activities we will be doing. And what Pilates gives you is the strength and confidence to be able to continue doing activities that you've been shying away from for years. And it gives you your life back. It gives you this sense of of joy and the sense of childlikeness back that, that when you are in pain, you don't have. So as a student of the Pilates method, what you'll notice first is that in the first few sessions, you will be learning the choreography of the Pilates method. That'll be the first step. And you'll also um, 
be already gaining a sense of awareness of yourself by learning the choreography of the method. But once you learn the choreography, there are certain guiding principles that you will continue to learn through the method. And what's great is that the choreography doesn't change. As you move through the levels, there is more choreography, but the choreography, once you learn it, does not change. So the six guiding principles um, that we're going to be discussing, or the six guiding principles are concentration and awareness, which you'll be experiencing in the first class, breath control, core activation, coordination, preciseness, and smooth and flowing movement. Now, as a teacher and teaching classes, the, the challenge is teaching to all levels in the class. So, you know, some people will come in and they are just learning the choreography and some other people are coming in and they know the choreography. So you need to be able to be able to challenge them in a way that they get deeper into those principles of that movement and deeper into their selves. So we're going to be discussing how do you do that? How do you do that as a teacher? And the first thing, when you go into your studio or going to teaching a class, know what the guiding principles are. Think about them and come up with a focus of what you want to teach to that class that day. What message do you want to give to them? Don't become complacent with just the choreography. Know what you want to teach that day. Secondly, ask the students how they're doing that day. And what you'll find is that sometimes your focus will change a little bit. Because the students will uh, come in with, you know, my neck hurts or I'm feeling really distracted or I just need to breathe. So what you'll find is that your focus point may change a little bit. And thirdly, if you, as you're teaching the class and you're getting them connected into themselves and you're getting connected into teaching them, start to really become aware of their bodies. And, and what you may find is that Again, you'll find another focus point or you find something else that you want to bring into that class for them to walk away with. So the challenge is how do you find a way to bring all three of those focus points into a nice little package so that you can maintain that smooth and flowing movement, that that nice flowing class where they walk away and they feel successful and they feel energized and and not frustrated. An example of this, uh, the other day I had a group of students come in and the general consensus for them was that they were distracted. There was a lot of people out there um, driving around, getting ready for Christmas. And so, you know, their workload was getting a little bit more because they're getting ready to go on vacation. So a lot of them just needed that time. They yearned for that time to focus on themselves. My focus point for the class before they came in was how to get them to uh, focus more on the preciseness of their pelvic stabilization through all the movements, because that is one of the basic fundamentals in the Pilates method through the movements. What I found with that is that they really needed more of just that coordination of breath control and that concentration and awareness of self. So I brought that class into, you know, finding themselves and, and breathing and, and really having that preciseness of the breath where in the exercise, the timing of that preciseness of the breath. But in that, I didn't want to let go of what I wanted to teach them that day with the pelvic stabilization. For example, in the exercise single leg circle, a lot of you teachers out there, even students out there, know that the pelvic stabilization sometimes in that exercise can be very challenging. 
So what I did was, um, you know, their standing leg, the leg that's on the mat, I had them press their heel gently down into the mat and then feel like they were breathing from their heel in order to bring in that coordination of breath with their movement. So then what I gained from that was still having them or still allowing them the connection into just their breath control with their movement so they can just focus on themselves for that hour, but also giving them that image and what I wanted out of their pelvic stabilization in that exercise. Now, not every class is like that. A lot of times um, when I'm teaching, I may not have gotten the message across. And, you know, that's okay because they still gain from just the movement, from the the choreography, from the coordinating effort of their breath control with themselves. And so they still gain something out of it. So don't beat yourself up if you have a focus point and that focus point got thrown out the window because really the students and what you know that they need is going to be more important. So I would love to hear from other teachers and students out there on the challenges of or your experience in taking a class with different levels and and what your ideas are in helping with that. The next show I'm going to be discussing uh, more of the imagery that is involved with um, teaching the Pilates method. And I gave an example of that um, with the breathing in the single leg circle image, but I'd like to explore that a little bit further in the next show. So if there's any thoughts or any great images you'd like to share with me out there, that would be wonderful. So again, we want to thank Janet for sharing her success story with us. We want to hear more of those and share those with you. Um, as we go along. And secondly, with the teaching of the movement, the three points in teaching a class is start with a focus on what you want to teach to that class in that day, um, using the six guiding principles. Secondly, listen to what the students have to say. Your focus may change a little bit. And thirdly, as you start to teach, notice what their bodies need and see if you can find that nice little package of what you are trying to deliver in that class. And more importantly, just know that everything you say and do and just the Pilates method in itself, you're always going to be successful as students and teachers. Let me hear from you. You can email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com. Again, that's Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com. You can also reach me through voicemail, and that number is 206-350-6453. Again, that number is 206-350-6453. And on that voicemail, you can just leave a message. Uh, Nobody answers the phone, but we do check it regularly. And please um, go to the forum and see what everybody else has to say. We'd love to hear from you, even if it's just a little tidbit of information. There's uh, lots of different areas on the forum. Uh, I think that all of you will be able to find a place to communicate on there. So thank you for joining me here today on the show. And I look forward to talking to you next week. I'm your host, Heidi Miller.